Heroes of the Plains features the continuing adventures of familiar characters Penelope Halfpint, Freely, Alindra Sarbrand, Briv Steelmarrow, Orkira Ildrix, and Whittle as they traverse the multiverse battling evil and righting wrongs. With Game Master Todd Kenrick and featuring players Hope Lavelle, B. Dave Walters, Jennifer Kretschmer, Adam Bradford, Lauren Urban, and Megan Kenrick, Heroes of the Plains airs on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific on Twitch, with the podcast episodes landing by the Monday after. Like a moth to a flame, it pulls us in. Next thing we know we're in, and now there's din. Tomorrow I know it all begins again. But where we're needed, we will go. And I'll Welcome to, uh, I guess, the ultimate, ultimate episode of Heroes of the Plains. That penultimate always throws me off because I'm like, if you're before the ultimate, but I mean, are we the the most ultimate? Yeah, why I think is it this not is pre-ultimate. It's not pre-ultimate, yeah. And then like ultimate, and then we have like a post-ultimate, which speaking of post-ultimate, we had told you all that yes, this is in fact the, the series finale tonight and the conclusion of our narrative, but that we were going to be back next week for a little Q&A. We'll actually be back in two weeks because scheduling goblins kicked in. So we'll be back on the 21st to look back over this adventure, uh, how everything went great here for the wedding this last time. No hijinks are going to happen whatsoever. We don't need any of the spells that all of us have already prepared. We're just here to dearly beloved and have a fantastic day. Uh, before... We get into this. Uh, as always, thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to Idle Champions. We're now, you can get all of us in Idle Champions. You can have all of us in your formation. Thank you to Tailspire. Uh, again, we have a set of five codes that is available for DM and four players. Uh, the drawing should be going off in chat, hopefully right about now. If not right now, soon. So there you go. Everything you need will be in chat. All will be revealed in chat. <laughs> Uh, before uh, we get down to this, uh, let's let's start out with who you wonderful people are. Uh, starting with my brushing bride bride to be Hope. Hi, I'm Hope Lavelle. You can follow me on Twitter at the Hope Lavelle, and please do follow me so we can keep up with each other after this show is over. Um, I'm a motion capture performer by day, and by night, I am this awesome little druid who I'm going to miss so much. Um, and that's me. Uh, Jen. Hello, uh, I am Jen Kretschmer. I am uh, Dreamwisp on Twitter and Dreamwisp Jen on Twitch. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm a writer, uh, performer, streamer. I do the things. Um, but yeah, please, please stay in touch. This has been the most amazing um, three years. And I'm so grateful to all of you for Every, I can't talk. <laughs> yeah. 
Go to somebody else. <laughs> Lauren. Hi, I'm Lauren Urban. I'm the content coordinator over at Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. You can find me on Twitter as Elba Lauren. I know I'm staying in touch with all these people who are on the screen. If, if a bunch of you in the audience want to keep in touch with me, that's the best way. Also, I am a cleric for hire now. <laughs> uh, again, as when Todd and I were on Demiplaner this week, it was like, uh, uh, Bois Laurent. I'm like, I don't know who this person is. Hot Bois, Hot Bois. You got to get the French. <laughs> <laughs> um, not going to lie. Megan said she was doing a cool wedding outfit and that uh, you never cease to, to amaze here, Megan. I don't mean to be that person who shows oh, up to a wedding. Person. Also in white. I honestly thought this was silver. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's silver. It's it's silver. shiny, right? Yeah. Kind of if we were playing a game of make believe. I think we can we can do that one. <laughs> it, that's, it is that's fair. That's fair. We have imagination silver. filters. It is both silver and steel. That's okay, shiny. use your there imagination you filters. Oh, I kept it inside. Well played. Well played. My inside voice is my outside voice. Yep. <laughs> Um, so I, I wore my waterproof mascara tonight. Um, I am Megan Kenrick and it has been an honor to play among these talented and lovely people. Um, I play as Whittle and you can find me on Twitter at Megan Kenrecht as well as Twitch at Megan Kenrecht. Um, you can also find me on Todd Kenrick's YouTube channel where we talk about all things D&D. I also have a new champion available on idle champions uh she's super fast please go and get her she she helped your formation so much um and now we have the the full family here in idle champions which is super super awesome uh, so i'm gonna i'm gonna try not to cry tonight but i can't make any promises I'm going to sob hey. like a small child. I have a towel right here. I'm ready to go. I, oh, no, I don't I, have Kleenex. I, I skipped all of this by just not wearing any mascara. Smart. It is true that uh, even though this story is concluding, you can tell more stories with all of us in your formation. So there you go. Uh, Adam? Yeah, so uh, I'm probably not going to cry. Um, some people say that I'm a robot in that way, but uh, you know, my form of crying is just smiling way too much. So Aww. I'm probably not going to be like uh, you know uh, the waterworks, but uh, like all the muscles in my face are going to be like you know, just like completely uh, cinched up. I'm going to have to get a facial massage after we get done <laughs> here tonight. Um, I uh, I wanted to pontificate for 30 seconds, uh, which might be come 60 because it's me, um, but I just wanted to say that I remember. When initially putting together a little uh, show that became, you know, Heroes of the Veil, um, uh, in in a uh, a life w that seems long, long ago, and uh, you know all the uh, you know incredible things that that happened since then, you know, even in those early days, like I almost forgot about Flapper, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and just all the, all the things that um, have happened. Uh, it is such a privilege. Uh, I have only got to do this, you know, a handful of times across 30 plus years of playing these games where you get to actually play with a group of players uh, in a campaign that is telling a full story, uh, you know, even though, uh, you know, it's always meandering to some degree, it's uh, always start and stop to some degree, like, you know, because uh, we're, we live lives that are busy and everything else. It, it is such a just privilege to be able to actually get to a point where you complete something like this. And it has been just such a fantastic journey to be able to do this, uh, you know, in front of an audience 
and uh, with, with just an, an incredible cast that we have here. So it, it really has just been such a huge honor. And, uh, and, and I love all of you and I love uh, all the viewers out there who have been with us on this journey. I wanted to call uh, one of you out uh, very, very specifically, and this is not playing favorites or anything else, but uh, someone, uh, you know, there, there is Robo Goblin, TTRPG uh, gifts, Jorge. Uh, thank you so much for everything that you've done for us and, and the community here. You really are incredible and we appreciate it more than you know. And I just wanted to, I know this is our last episode for these characters, this campaign. I wanted to give you a little bit of a shout out here tonight too. Uh, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah. B. Dave Walters. I, fortunately, I, I was, uh, I was going to say I was the last one to join the group, but I guess technically Megan, Megan came after, um, and started is just, uh, a, a character in a one shot playing a character that was a thought experiment. Um, for those of you that are familiar with my, my work on vampire freely was expressly designed to be not Victor. That was it. That, that was the only thing he was supposed to do. And then Todd made me a mind flayer and I was like, okay. Um, and now and then, freely is the undisputed Baron of D and D. Undisputed Baron of the Veil. Vale. Yeah, exactly. So, so <laughs> uh, I, I, I gotta tell you, this, uh, it's been a fantastic ride, and it is wild because uh, my my lucky boy has has definitely made his own luck uh, from all the different series we've crossed now, being in a video game and all of those things, and getting to adventure to the uh, very end and having arrived with all of his friends uh, and people he loves here in tech. So, um, with uh, with that being said, I just want to say, since I don't know if we'll have a chance to say it as clearly later on, uh, thank you, Todd, for this grand adventure. Uh, that has been beautiful and terrible to behold. And um, yeah, once more unto the breach, dear friends, once more. Turn it over to you. Uh, I did that uh, on purpose. I want you to know what <laughs> I want you to know. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate everyone watching. I appreciate all of you. Um, this is a hard day, uh, but that's what happens to campaigns is you, you get to the end and it wouldn't matter if it didn't end. So I guess let's just get to it. So in a burned out jail cell, somewhere in the city of Fallcrest, largely ruined, but now slowly being reconstructed after throngs of demons attacking the city. It's a very dark corner. And you hear an echo from Asmodeus. Not live, just an echo. And he says, now that you've tricked me, what's your wish? And you hear a tiny little voice in the darkness. I want heroes. And so it's morning on Storm Herald. And you all wake up. And there is a wedding. Where is this wedding going to be? <laughs> I think right now Storm Herald is perched above a, a mountain range with a volcano. It's pretty active. <laughs> Smoke is bellowing out of it, but it doesn't seem necessarily too dangerous at this moment. And friends and family are arriving. Some of them you love. Some of them not so much, maybe. <laughs> Already the place is filled 
with Chewingas. The Chewingas show up early, bright and early. And these tiny little fairy creatures are just running around, drinking all the ale, drinking all the wine, drinking things they think are wine or ale, but they're not. They may be coming out buckets of Briv's room. We don't know. We try not to ask. I keep them away from the blue cookies. I specially commissioned the blue cookies. Alentra, <laughs> uh, uh, you speak like 75 languages. What are they saying? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> At this exact moment, as you see these chewingas running around, causing trouble, and all the, the place settings are being put out, all the squiddlings, sadly, are... Uh, Lee are starting to approach a vessel, and you see Whittle constructing some st- short sort of ship out of a gnomish device. What are you doing, Whittle? I, I love you, little weirdos, but you gotta go. All right, she's Whittle's like half dressed, <laughs> hair's half done, makeup is half done. We we got a wedding to throw today, so you gotta get on these old gnomish planes. And uh, here, here's some spare parts from Storm Herald. All right, see you later. <laughs> All, all the go, just go from, out. from across Storm Herald, freely as full monkey in the closet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, it becomes a clown car of squidlings, purple little tiny gnomish like mind flayers, all all piling into this weird kind of spherical device. And you can kind of tell. Go and roll me an Arcana check, little, because you built this thing. Uh, 18? 18? Okay, well, that will get them off the ground. So this very, very janky, strange, dumpstery-looking UFO starts to hover off of Storm Herald, and where it looks like it's about to take off, it just blinks out of existence into another plane. See you later. Uh, that was all of them? That was all of them. All the squidlings have vacated. What is everyone doing this morning? I think I'm trying to keep everything on schedule. It's quite busy. <laughs> we want to make sure we're not wasting everyone's time. So I'm running between checking in on uh, Penelope and Freely, and I think Griff is over there picking twigs out of Penelope's hair and helping to style it, trying to make sure we're all ready to go so things can go when they're supposed to. I don't know when this timing happens. But uh, Briv absolutely forgot that the wedding was today. <laughs> and um, he, he sleeps far too late. He does eventually uh, just happen to get up in time, uh, you know, before the wedding. So, so again, just, you know, somewhere before he goes out to spiral and uh, starts to just ruffle the feathers and get ready for, you know, their late morning to early afternoon ride after he wakes up most days. Um, and, uh, you know, then he kind of sees some of the activity around him and he doesn't really put it together at first, but then he sees some more. And eventually after three or four instances of people scurrying about, he understands that there is a wedding today. And then he proceeds to act like he knew this all along and just slides back to his room, puts on his best uh, you know, suit, which is basically just a nicer loincloth. Um, and, uh, and he kind of takes his hair and spits in his hand um, and, and, and starts slicking his hair back a little bit and then spits in his hand a few more times to, to make sure that it really stays down. 
the, the first few guests have started to arrive outside from the Chewingas. There are several live-edged tables all around the outside of Storm Herald where it's exposed to the air. Um, are you having this wedding below or are you having it above? Like on the ground or on Storm, Storm Herald itself? I think it should be on Storm Herald right in the courtyard where the large tree is. Okay. And that's where you're having it. Um yeah. A, a disturbing amount of interplanar creatures are showing up. <laughs> they start just popping into existence around the tables. I think one of the times that um, Alindra comes to uh, check on freely, um, he's still not dressed yet and just kind of sitting on the edge of the bed. And he's like, "Ah, uh, Alindra, um, could, could you, uh, could, could you, could you help me with something?" Of course, you were right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, uh, you ever like, you you ever like have 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 a dream and then you're in it and you're real and then you wake up and you're like, oh, I didn't even know that I was dreaming. And then sometimes you're happy that it was just a dream, and then sometimes you say it's just a dream. Mm-hmm. I, I I I spent I spent a lot of time with Asmodeus. I, mm-hmm. I, I, like like a lot, and and he did everything he could do to hurt me, and we beat him, and we beat him. Do you remember when we beat him? And he was like, "I just wanted you to think you beat me." Like, um, is there like some way to know that like this is real? Because this is kind of the greatest day of my life, and I swear if he's gonna like pop out of a cake or something, and I'm still in that cell, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Well, this has been a debate between philosophers for time immemorial. But all I can say to do is enjoy the moment and enjoy that it's happening now and know that if we've beaten him before, we'll do it again. So just take this moment and enjoy being here and enjoy the day. You, uh... and, and I pick up a, a handful of pebbles from Storm Herald from the ground. Um, actually, I think I think Griff comes in bedecked in his tuxedo and top hat uh, and monocle. Um, oh, carrying monocle. These that was pebbles. a nice touch. It's a very judgy monocle. It's such a judgmental monocle. <laughs> Beware when the sun hits it. It just glints right in there. Um, cuts with all of the judgment of the sun. Um, and then Alindra takes one of the pebbles and she says, when I lived with Clan Monkey Mouse, they have a belief uh, in the homestone, which is if you carry a piece of home with you, you carry home with you. You are home. So take this piece of home and when you're not sure where you are, take it in your hand, see if you can feel it. And then look for a word. If you can find a word, if you can read a word, you know you're not dreaming. You know. So find uh, a thing you feel and see if you can read. <laughs> I'm, I'm convinced this is real. Uh, you know why? Because uh, even Asmodeus, the Lord of Nessus, would not have thought 
to start quoting philosophers and telling me to read something. I just reach out and hug a lynch. <laughs> I get right back. <laughs> you ready to go get married? Once yeah! you put on some yeah. clothes. Oh, so. oh, right. Wait, did Briv put on clothes? Please make sure Briv puts on clothes. He clothes-ish. Clothes-ish. He's, he's, he's wearing a washed loincloth. <laughs> It's, what parts are covered? Uh, well, you're on prestidigitation duty because I can't do it right now. Absolutely. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. All right. Absolutely. I'm gonna get, okay, I'm going to get ready. <laughs> tell him that I enchanted that loincloth. That's some powerful magic. Okay, all right. Okay. Uh, well, okay. So well, bunched up in my nether bits. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll see you in a few minutes. Okay, all right. It's a, a loincloth I'm holding. holding. <laughs> do you do I see? Just see? not a loincloth of billowing. Wait, yeah. So many questions. I know, right? Do I see Briv wandering around in his best loincloth? Uh you 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 do see him wandering around in his best loincloth. What what are you doing? I'm approaching him wherever we are. And Briv. What you see is Orkira is dressed in her full armor. And by full armor, I mean extra full armor. Uh, you notice she's got her arm guards and leg guards back on, which you haven't seen in years. She's holding her shield, which you literally have not seen her wield in decades. I her did not know that thou didst have a shield. I Yeah, I used to use it all the time. I shined it up. Pretty good I used today. to use one for a little while, but then it was kind of restrictive, and I dropped it. Yeah, uh, I haven't used it since I left Paylor to go uh, worship the Phoenix. Oh, I remember that. Paylor yeah. wasn't like a good enough god, and so thou didst replace them. So. No, that's not at all what happened. And considering he's um, dead right now, I'd appreciate it if you didn't. Oh, well, I mean, I kind of equate that with, you know, not being good enough to be a god and then die. But but I, I understand what thou art saying. And, and I apologize if I came across in an offensive manner. Uh, sometimes that happens without my noticing. I'm kind of used to it now. Um, the reason, I don't know how much you know about weddings or anyone's traditions. I, actually I don't know certainly about don't know people that expect to fight and come in full armor. If that's uh, well, what thou art saying. So... That's kind of my family's tradition is there's always people around who come ready for a fight because at least when I was growing up, there was always somebody who wanted to start a fight uh, for a variety of reasons. So there's always a couple people who they were designated to be there ready to defend anyone, really, not just the bride and the groom. Often the bride and the groom could defend themselves. Um, and I was wondering... If you'd like to join me in that, because I don't know if anybody else really thought about that. And that might just be like a dragonborn tradition from my family. So. Okay, let me stop thee right there. First of all, what I shall say is I do not understand why I have lived this entire life of mine and not gotten into one of these great weddings that thou art describing. Because every single wedding I have ever been to has not had any fighting other than a random punch thrown here or there from someone who has gotten too inebriated. And so therefore, if thou dost bring death and destruction and fighting and warfare wherever thou dost go, then I am so glad that that is the possibility for today's festivities. Because I thought that I was going to suffer a far worse fate, which was to have to sit with 
don't say anything now because if I say her name three or four times, she appears. But Nogren and Hiv, Div, and Liv are all on their way as well. And once they get it here, I think that I am supposed to probably sit with them, but wrangling those children in the midst of a public event like this, I would much rather be on patrol duty. And I hope a fight happens because that is something that they are actually going to be useful for. Well, I can't promise a fight. In fact, I'm kind of hoping that there isn't one. And this isn't like stop people from eating too much dip. This is literally when the bride and groom are about to get married. You stop people from stopping them. So if you'd like to help me with that, I'd appreciate it. Huzzah. Um, Penelope, what um, are you doing right now? Can I? Okay, go ahead. I was just going to say one more thing. Um, Oftentimes the best way to make sure it doesn't happen, and she motions to her very impressive getup, the most armor she's probably worn in a very, very long time, is to look like you're ready so would you mind maybe putting on a little armor and grabbing that awesome sword of yours and we'll stand looking awesome together? Very well. And basically you see that Briv um, pulls out probably more metal than you've ever seen him pull out because typically he wants to remain as light as he can. Um, and, but uh, this is kind of like, you know, Iceman in X-Men 300 days where, you know, all of a sudden he just like, you know, puts spikes on top of spikes. And, uh, and, and he basically starts walking around almost mech-like uh, for, for a little while. And the next time Orkira sees Alindra, she will wink. <laughs> and I wink back. And Alindra is wearing uh, the ceremonial dress of Agma. It's called a Kantlara. Um, it's a white shirt and trousers. And I'm wearing this over my armor. Um, and uh, there's a the, the vest is the, called a Kantlara. It's a black vest with gold brocade that is woven into spells. Um. Penelope, what are you doing in preparation? Um, Penelope knows that she's not supposed to be seen yet, but she just wants everything to look perfect. So she snuck out and she has in her in her bush mode, but her, her bush, of course, right now has all these beautiful white flowers sprouted on it. Um, and she's she's kind of like shrubbed out and she uh, has touched the tree uh, in the center of the courtyard and she's casting plant growth and she's just bringing vitality and flowers and and breath of everything that she can, just life to everything. And there are vines growing on the walls and and all sorts of things. And it just looks like this beautiful, picturesque, almost forest. <laughs> Perfect. The tree grows, and it kind of the branches get bigger and bigger and bigger until it's it's almost creating a dome around Storm Herald itself. And little fireflies start emerging out of the tree, kind of setting kind of a glow amongst all of the table settings everywhere. Anything else? Mm -hmm. The table settings are there are blue cookies for some reason everywhere. Uh, all the candles are green flame. <laughs> green flame. <laughs> and. It's about that time. It's getting close. Uh, gifts have started to arrive. The table is starting to bend. 
there are a few celestials, uh, a few plantars that are also in attendance, which is, you know, yeah. <laughs> they don't really wait back, but <laughs> they look very stern. Is Alindra eyes some of the planetars because she has not had the best experiences with <laughs> the last time she saw them, they were trying to take us all to prison. <laughs> did um did Penelope's parents make it? These two very short halflings, hunched over, old, old halflings are just grumbling about what type of cook. I don't think it's not. It's not blue, it's cyan. <laughs> it's the cyan cookie. No, it's not blue. No, it's not the same thing. <laughs> We're not supposed to argue at her wedding. This is her big day. Uh, Penelope's big day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's still alive. <laughs> You see, and you see these two very old halflings that look very much like Penelope. <laughs> um, Penelope sneaks over to say hi and just, Mom, Dad, you made it. I haven't seen you in so long. I, how, how, I, you're still alive. <laughs> well, uh, I, I don't mean to complain, but Whittle's Dimension Door was really, it wasn't a fun trip, and it was rocky, and the, the food could have been better. And, you know, <laughs> you know, know. I'm, just, I'm just so happy that you made it. Thank you. I know you've never, you haven't left the village, like, your whole life. No. So, so for you to come out here for me, I just, I just want to make you proud. What? I, I said, you're going to love Freely. He's amazing. We He's left the tall. village? <laughs> yes, yes, Dad, you left the village. We never leave the village. <laughs> I love you guys. Just going to make a point to not look at her because it's bad luck, but just a clockwork hand comes around the corner. Like... <laughs> Thumbs up and goes back around. Briv hears all the yelling and he lo- uh, catches Orkira's gaze and just goes and points at him and kind of brandishes his sword and nods. Not, yeah. not unless they're going to stop it. Roll. The away. People have started to sit down and you, yeah, you, you see, um, you see Ramble and Bramble are serving. <laughs> food it's chicken and vegetarian and they're putting out the plates there's a nice green glow amongst everything on the tables and when the fireflies above as well um it feels like a very enchanted evening and then okay you notice a devil pops out from a dimension door onto storm herald at this exact moment is it bell it's not bell who is it it is a regular fiend. All right, I look at it. Do you have an invitation? <laughs> uh, yes. Is he lying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, my hand lights up with uh, not fire, but in this case, it would be radiant energy. And I say, you have one chance to leave. Not fun. <laughs> <laughs> Not fun at all. Okay, fine. And then this sulfur erupts and he disappears. 
And I just, I wait. <sighs> okay, good. <laughs> And, and Briv was looking the, the other way, like freely. <laughs> uh, the moment that I see Whittle anywhere, I'm gonna hit her with message and be like, Whittle, Whittle, yeah. Whittle, Whittle, Whittle. What, Whittle. what do you need? Right. Can I like, talk to you just for a second here? Yeah, sure. What's going on? You okay? Just, You're not getting cold feet, are you? No, no, no. I, I mean, look at these feet. No, they don't get cold. Um, it, I, I just felt like a super spike in evil. Did something terrible just happen? Like, are we? That's everything. Everything okay? Oh yeah, no. Something just popped through the the dimension door, but Akira took care of it. Oh, oh, oh. You're fine. Hey, don't worry about hey, it. I got this. Hey, hey. Um, I, I don't know if we're, if we're gonna have a chance to to, to like talk later because I feel like things are about to happen like pretty pretty, pretty quick. Um, uh, I just uh, you know, um, uh, thank you because without you, this literally wouldn't be happening like at all. What do you mean? Um, you know what I mean. I mean, I, that sort of went up against Asmodeus, and that, oh, that? I was just yeah. well, yeah. Oh, 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 that. Oh, is that all? Right? Was that just that little thing of trading your yeah. soul for mine? Whatever. Yeah, you know, you're right. I I did I did pull some strings for you, but it was it was worth it just to be here today to see you and Penelope getting married. Just fills my cold vampiric heart, vampiric heart, <laughs> with hope. Well, you know, I, hey, I've asked you a bunch of times. I I know you say you know what you're doing, but uh, just just uh, wherever we all end up, if you need me, you need any of us, but if you need me. Call and I'll be there. I will. I I don't really I don't really know what's in store for me, but don't worry about that. This is your big day. Yeah, this yeah, is your big day. It, yeah, it's but, gonna be fine. It's no, uh, no, no, it's gonna be a great day. It's great. The yeah, boring, yeah, right. great. Nothing ever happens there. So it, enjoy your day. It's peaceful. Look, look at the place setting. Everything is. Well, look what Penelope did. Did you see what she did? She no, I, I, no, I. I'm, no, I made like a concerted effort to not look that direction. I'm not supposed to see her. It's bad luck. Oh, every time I see a plant. Well, but see, if I, I don't know, every anything. plant could be her. I don't know. Oh, that's true. <laughs> right. Well, that's, yeah. It's beautiful out there. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for getting rid of the squidlings. I, I, you know, it, it, they put me in a weird place because they kind of helped last time. Yeah. And I'm like, that, you know, the, that's they're kind of cute, but they're kind of weird. I get they, it. Uh, yeah. Okay. And he just reaches out and hugs Whittle. He's like, he hugs him right back. Remember, I got you. Okay. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Is there All still right. a dead tree in this courtyard? That tree is not dead. It's alive. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, the, the tree is alive. So um, at one point you do see before this starts uh, late, but not tastefully, uh, you know, distastefully late. Uh, Nargren, uh, Hib, Div, and Liv, uh, you know, uh, arrive. What about um, Bruce Jr.? Uh, no, Briv Jr. is too young. He stayed at home. Um, and so, um, I mean, Briv has no clue who he's staying with. But, you know, he's <laughs> and then um, and then, basically, uh, you know, uh, she's wrangling. They get to their seats. Briv leaves for just a second. And he says, so they have gifts. And you hear, like, anybody around here is, like, way too loud. Like, no, I didn't get them anything. Did you get them anything? No, I didn't get them anything. I thought that was what you were doing. And so then uh, Briv Alindra- says, oh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, Br- Briv was just going to say like, uh, oh, it's all right. I, sh- I shall handle this. And uh, you see that he starts to walk up to the tree and you see that he spits on the tree and he starts like doing something that looks almost like a ritual that he's doing on the tree. 
Um, and he's like circling it and he's drawing like a circle around it. Um, there are probably like markings uh, in the dirt around it that are maybe not appropriate for, you know, all ages. Um, and, um, and then he just turns back to Nargren and nods and, and she smiles and gives thumbs up. It's a grinding tree, everyone at home. (laughs) (laughs) Fully sanctified, fully certified grinding tree. (laughs) It's all right if they don't like it. It's all right if Penelope and Freely don't like it, I will remove curse on the tree. It's fine. (laughs) Um, The next time I see Whittle, because I get the sense that Whittle has been, been blitzing around, um yeah she's moving too fast <laughs> yeah whereas orkira's kind of planted herself in the middle of everything put her shield in front of her and is just kind of smiling keeping an eye on everything so the next time she sees whittle go by whittle 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 whittle, whittle, whittle. yeah what uh, um i left the gift in your workshop can you go grab it i think i'm supposed to put it on the table she's already back with the gift yeah, there you go. <laughs> perfect i don't know so do we leave it on the table or are we gonna get a chance afterwards to like give it to them uh, I don't I know. Can what, try like, to put it on the table, but I think the table is probably going to break. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Grant's over there, like welding support <laughs> beams to the table, just like breathing little bits of of lightning to weld. <laughs> All right, <laughs> more um, support. The table, on the table is bending, and there's a very, very large present, too big, too big of a present that's like in the center of everything, <laughs> and it's leaking kind of green goo. All right, um, give, give it to me. I'll take it in my bag, and then we can give it to them afterwards. Okay, here you go. Because I'm, I'm, I'm assuming your purse is just not big enough, and I will stick it in my haversack because I came fully kitted out. <laughs> she has a bag of holding that can hold up to 500 pounds, but I don't know what you got. <laughs> I just have a haversack because I don't do bags of holding for reasons. I wonder why. Mm-hmm. Hurtful. But true. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> yeah. Ooze continues to leak out that one big present. <sighs> I'll walk on over. I will look at the ooze. What is it? Uh, it smells very salty. Okay. Uh, but oozy. Is it? Is it? It's a little oozy. It's a little slimy. It's alive. Uh, the gift that it is leaking out of, does it have a tag saying who it is from? It's from Vordred. Uh, I will call over Alindra. <laughs> uh, yes. That's recite. Vordred. <laughs> yeah, you wanna you wanna like yeah, true sight. Oh, oh yeah. William got them something lovely. Yeah, it's a gelatinous cube. <laughs> <laughs> and well, Vordred thought that an appropriate would be a gelatinous cube. So, mm-hmm. we could relocate that and burn it with fire. <laughs> well, or we could leave it there to absorb all of the other gifts. Uh, what? Why don't we move it somewhere where it can go have a nice life and not get burned? Because I feel like it's not its fault that it's being used as a pawn for Fordred's um, joke gifts about the time we spent in the bag. Uh, um, I'll okay. open up a demiplane. We can move that box into that demiplane until such time as we find Planet of the Gelatinous Cubes to uh, let it go be free uh, hey, amongst hey, its No time. stealing our wedding gifts. Hey, I promise we're not. Back. 
What is that a gelatinous cube? Penelope's wanted one for so long. No, you put that thing back. We have it in holding. It's, uh, we just want to make sure it doesn't absorb all of your other gifts. So oh, oh, it's well, been that's important. isolated okay. for the time being, and we can give it to Penelope later on. Okay. All right. that's, I promise yeah. we're not yes, taking no, your presents. No, we no, don't, don't. We don't, don't distribute lit like that. You don't know. let don't don't let her see me. But no, did you? Yeah, she she's gonna love that thing. I'm telling you. Okay, wait. I'm going. I'm going. I'm, I'm ready. Um, I'm and ready. Orkira, I've updated the schedule so that <laughs> there is five minutes for you to sit down with Penelope and freely after the ceremony to give them your gift. There's a schedule. <laughs> did you not get the memos? No, I was just told to. Well, I wasn't told. I just did what my ancestors do, which is stand at the ready. For I pull out three more copies of the schedule and they're all updated to where we are in the timeline. <laughs> do me a favor and just uh, let me know where I need to be if I need to be somewhere else. Otherwise, I'm going to just be where I think there's trouble. Perfect. Okay. What uh, does Freely think? How can we have a wedding without them seeing each other? It maketh no sense. Oh, they're, they're, they're supposed to see each other once the ceremony starts. So superstition. That's strange. Why would they do that? It is at this moment that the tree starts to groan and out of the tree, the traveler walks out. And at the same time, a ray of light strikes Storm Herald right in front of all the guests. And Bama appears for Lee's father. Orkira starts to roll her eyes at the traveler and continues to roll her eyes at Bahamut and then and then uh, makes her face stop doing things that are going to make Freely upset. <laughs> Orkira, you're going to give yourself whiplash. Uh, nope, I'm going to be okay. Uh. And a band starts playing. Who's in the band? <laughs> is, is, it, is it all fae creatures? <laughs> It's a it's a one man band. It's um it's Nim Nim. <laughs> oh yay! And and I'm off duty, so you get to be Nim Nim. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I forgot how to be Nim Nim. Was Nim Nim the? It's it's Mom? like a it's like a deeper, huskier uh, kind of. Well, I think they talk accent. like this, if I yeah. remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Unless unless they still sound like a Lindra. Oh. No, that was only for a minute. <laughs> He's I mean, starting to sing like so. Happy wedding to you, everywhere. <laughs> and he's playing like a really bad bass. Like mm, 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 mm. I'm gonna surreptitiously breaks. Happy I'm gonna, wedding. I'm gonna surreptitiously um, weddings walk past Nim Nim and say, um, as, as I walk past, uh. Hey, thanks for coming. It's always nice to have live music at these kind of events. Yeah. And and then you hear, for some reason, Orkira makes the sound of an eagle. She goes, ka, ka. <laughs> and that's because she's casting Enhance Ability on Nim Nim, oh, uh, giving eagle splendor <laughs> so the target has advantage on charisma checks, which would include performance. <laughs> Nim Nim slides into like a very Tom Waits scene wedding song. He still sounds like Nim Nim, but it now is like a little bit more tolerable, a little bit more on key. And he takes that little fedora, puts it on, <laughs> and starts singing while he's playing playing the bass and the drums and a harp. <laughs> <laughs> all at the Nim same time. And the, the war drum. She's <laughs> 
Hey, mage hand is really effective. It really is. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, the wedding and the music, everyone starts sitting down and start getting quiet. The Chewingas even start getting a little bit quiet. And you see a couple of boggles hiding around in the corners, not causing trouble just yet. But well, Carrie, you see the boggles. And they see me seeing them. Yeah, they feel the judgment. I'm not judging. Griffin. There is, there is zero judgment. There is just warning in my face. And I am smiling the whole time. Just warning in your face. Mm -hmm. There's welcome. <laughs> Don't start anything. <laughs> Valid. All right. How does the wedding look to both of you and Freely? Freely? Uh, <clears throat> I definitely would... Um, come come out first so I could be there when, when she came out and uh, he's wearing uh, a white sort of a flowy tunic that's almost like gossamer with um, red flowers all over it but it is all flowers that he's seen Penelope pick over time so there's no pattern <laughs> to them whatsoever just different flowers <laughs> all over it um and uh, he is not carrying his sword, but he does have his staff. And after he stands out there and everybody sees him for a second, he taps it on the ground and casts Reduce on himself. <laughs> so he's going to be about Penelope's size. Shrinks <laughs> <It's a> uh... <laughs> down <laughs> and puts the staff away and walks uh, up to Bahamut and walks up to the traveler and looks at the traveler for a second and says, well, yeah, you know, as strange as it seems, we have never actually met. I've heard great things about you. How you doing? I'm freely. And I do try to shake the traveler's it, hand. You shake the traveler's <laughs> hand and it's a very like thin, wispy hand. Well, if they are great things, then they must all be true. I do really appreciate you <sighs> taking care of each other. And then he leans in. Oh, but freely, if you ever hurt her, you'll be gone forever. Oh, no, don't worry, buddy. I've killed two gods already. We'll get along great. No, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I'm not God. I'm just an interested party. I'm a friend. You're going to do great. <laughs> no, no, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be great. And turns and looks at Bahamut and doesn't say anything to Bahamut, just like, Oh, um, uh, um, sorry. And he just sort of like motions towards the volcano. And he's like, sorry about all of that with, um, auntie. We didn't, we haven't really talked since then. I just, um. Oh, so that's fine. I don't associate every volcano with your aunt. Well, no, but this one was pretty directly. I mean, we all sort of were kind of in on it for what it's worth i tried we i tried to talk her out of it you know she and penelope like actually kind of connected I, I swear she just can just get into anybody's heart it's wild i've seen it. she's gone to all of ours i'm yeah. very proud of you son thank you for thank you for being here thank you for doing this i know you have a lot of you things to do but you're here for me today so <laughs> thank you well, I can be in a lot of places at once, but there's no other place that I'd rather be than here. 
And I just hug his leg because I was always smaller than him, but now I'm much smaller than him. <laughs> Way smaller than him now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> okay, I'm ready. Let's 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 do this quick before she comes to our senses and runs away. The bridal <laughs> harpsichord begins to play. <laughs> How do you come out, Penelope? I find. Penelope comes skipping in. She's overjoyed. She tries to do a slow skip, you know, to, you know, formal skip. <laughs> <laughs> Hop together. Hop, Hop together. together. <laughs> There's little chewing, chewing flower girls throwing yes. petals in front of you. Walton, Walton is walking me down the aisle. <laughs> I think Griff is very pretty, right? making sure that your train is yes. fluffed out. <laughs> Um, and, and Penelope just looks over the crowd and seeing all the faces, you know, friends from all across the plains who who made the journey here. Uh, and then she sees Freely, a very small Freely. She knows exactly what he did, and she just can't stop smiling as she as she makes it down the aisle. Freely, you feel a gift appear like you you knew you were missing maybe something but you feel a tiny box oh no oh oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like just kind of dimension door into your pocket you're like oh a little oh. bit of panic and how a little oh. bit of panic <laughs> oh you should have checked the schedule what in our history together made you think I was gonna? <laughs> what in our history together would make you think that I would stop insisting that you check the schedule? Uh, I look in the box. It does have a little piece of paper on the outside that says "From Avrin." I actually, even though I see Penelope and everyone, and they look so excited, I kind of make a point to turn around that if it's like got a like a, like ink bomb, like a bank robber is just gonna get me and not her. <laughs> And I crack it open and look at it. You crack it open and there's a little note inside. Written in very tiny uh, handwriting that only tiny eyes could see. Uh, lucky for him, I'm not my normal stout self right now. Uh, and I, do, I, I do try to open it up and read it. it. You read it and it just kind of unfurls and it just kind of keeps on unfurling. It's a little bit of a joke scroll. <laughs> But it says, no, "Yo, hang on, no, come on, Apron, get to the point." <laughs> Next to Sophia's, you are my best friend, and whether I am here or not, I'm always here. I'm very proud of you, and so this is something Sophia's and I made for you. These rings are made out of metal and wood. And they're a lot like ours. When you wear these, whenever one of you is hurt, you can share that pain. Whenever one of you is happy, you can share that joy. Whenever one of you is sad, you can forever lift each other up. That's what love is. And that's what love has always been for me. I'm going to miss you, buddy. And um, Freely thinks back to when he was standing over the open grave of Averin and Sophias and asked them 
for a wedding gift for Penelope. And she says, um, you never let me down, buddy. And opens up the uh, panel in the palm of his hand where he still has one of Orkira's scales. And very carefully puts both rings and the <laughs> note in there. And Calissa can't lose it. Like, clenches his fist over it, too. <laughs> Just kind of making like 30 seconds with these. No, I got it. I got this. It's fine. I'm definitely not going to drop it. No problem. It's going to be fine. I'm not going to travel. I'm not going to drop it. I got it. It's fine. It is okay. No, we're good. Everything's okay. We are good. And <laughs> just turns back around. Well, we are gathered here today. And Bama is like... <clears throat> Sorry, I just seem like the clearest choice to begin. <laughs> we are gathered here today for two lovely halflings that have made a whole heart. I felt like that line might have been cheesy, but I just went with it. So, Penelope Half Pint, you are one of the kindest souls anyone has ever known. The very trees smile at your presence. It takes the biggest heart of all to want to make friends with everyone. No matter how evil, no matter how seemingly monstrous, everyone in this room, everyone on this storm herald, knows that Penelope is always a friend. When she was a little girl, she didn't have a lot of friends. But she chose to change that for everyone here. And so it's hard for her to see how wonderful she is. As much as it is hard for me to know she will not be living in the Feywild with all of us. I am thankful for her friendship. And he steps back and he is dressed all blue tucks and tails and just rhinestones everywhere. <laughs> and a, light, a beam of light keeps on hitting him as he moves. So the little beams of blue light get in Freely's eyes here and there. A little passive aggressive. <laughs> That's a lot. That's, I mean, hey, you know, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been dodging Griff here and now I'm dodging you. Okay. That's cool. All right. And then. Bahamut, speaking of a lot, <laughs> steps forward, 10 feet tall, dark skin, shining light, just glowing, and you have a sense of friendship and peace immediately wafts over you. I wasn't always there for my son. In fact, I wasn't. I watched from afar. And that was a hard choice. Yeah, he asked me to be here today. And I knew he would not become the person he is today if he was living in my shadow. And now, through no work of my own, no matter how dark it is, no shadow can overcome him. It might be because of the light that he has always been walking towards. And I think that light is Penelope Halfpint. 
I'm so very happy that here now, after all these dangerous adventures, you two have found each other. I couldn't be happier than to have a daughter like you, Penelope Halfpint, and a son like you, Freely Halfpint. Any they step back? Does anyone else have something they want to say? And then the traveler goes, well. <laughs> and you hear a bunch of chewingos just all bicker at once. All saying lovely things. Does any of the heroes wish to say something? Brave steps forward and says, I did not forget thine gift. (laughs) I have made thee a grinding tree right here at home where thou canst grind it out whenever it strikes thine fancy and just make sure, well, actually, I mean, others can watch if you want them to, but um, it is going to be for thine convenience and I hope that thou dost enjoy it. Immensely. Really? I love you. I appreciate the gift. But the only thing I want to grind is spices. So uh, (laughs) I love it from afar. (laughs) Take time self. Uh, Will? (laughs) I also didn't forget a wedding gift. Freely. Penelope, I've been so honored to know you and to get to know you as friends. And I think I want you both to be the new pilots, the Storm Herald. And she hands them um, a little box with a red bow around it. Um, attached to it is a little white note that says Whittle's room is theirs for whatever they might need it for and also look up earlier in the day Whittle had etched the words just married onto the back of Storm Herald she also suspended six barrels full of alchemist fire from the back of Storm Herald. They are conveniently floating over a volcano. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't think it's time for that just, just yet. It's not... She hasn't said she will yet. See, that's... You have said that part. Hold on to this gift. Open it later. But it would, be, it would mean a lot to me. If, if you would accept it. He freely takes it and he looks at it and he's like, yes. is, is, it okay? is it okay if I don't use the parking brake? That thing just gives me a devil of a time. <laughs> I'll figure out another way. So you, so you don't damage the, the discs. It, that's fine. And a, a red mist kind of moves from the gift to you freely and also attaches to Penelope and you both instantly become attuned to Storm Herald 
And you know that's yours. There are way more mice on board this ship than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it feels weird. You feel itchy. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Whittle. (laughs) Alindra. Alindra steps forward and takes out um, a box for Penelope and um, also a small uh, as well for Freely. Um, inside Penelope is a matching homestone uh, to the one that Freely has, but yours is suspended on chain. Uh, it's a thin silver chain and Freely, yours has the setting to be attached to the chain. Um, the chains are enchanted with a spell that Alindra has invented called Alindra's Advisory Apotheosis. Um, and what that does is allows for you, after you rush into something without thinking, you can reach out to a trusted friend for counsel and aid. Um, and it has the unconditional friendship of Penelope Halfpint uh, and the dedication and action of Freely woven into the magic of the spell. Oh, now that is some powerful magic. <laughs> so, um, in hopes that you know that you always have friends there to help you um, and that you never forget the kindness and compassion with which you move through the world and the action with which you move through the world. And may those things come together uh, and may you bring those to everything you do. The pints. But I say, don't two half pints make a whole pint? Like, does I feel like that? I feel like that <laughs> you, is an accurate statement. We're just the pints. You now. are the pints. Right. Okay. Right. Perfect. Another Perfect. pint. Another, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or Kara. <laughs> or Kara's been standing on the side, continuing to smile, but be very conscious of everything that's going on. But then noticing that it's her point in the schedule, she walks on up and digs into the bag and pulls out this fairly tall wrapped gift and says so the reason that people cry at weddings is because even though weddings are celebrations they're good things they're changes and everybody ends up feeling a little sad because i thought it was because they were very boring i mean hopefully you haven't gone to boring ones i haven't thought that this was boring at all but uh, you kind of end up being sad that things are changing. And I know no one wants to admit it, but after today, it'll be a little different. And that's okay. But I worked with Alindra and Briv and Whittle and put a little something together so that you always had this moment to remember. And she'll hand you, as you unwrap it, it's a big piece of stained glass. And in the stained glass are all six of us in simple geometric shapes, but really vibrant colors. And you can even maybe see another face behind all all of the characters. And she says... So I, I was able to get some sand from the plane of fire from the Phoenix and uh, Alindra gave me some of that, uh, some of the minerals that you need to get all the colors. 
and uh, Whittle helps with actually making the whole thing happen and Briv, uh, you know, because he's a, he's a blacksmith. He's able to give me some metal to put the whole thing together. Oh, that's uh, what so that was for. That's, that's what that was for. So I, I thought you were going to say he spit on it. I mean, I, I was going to have him spit on it to cool it off, but then I, I thought better of it. So he just got the metal. So I hope, I hope you like it. And you can put it anywhere you want now that you kind of own the place. This is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And I've seen freely. I was going to say it's the second most beautiful thing I've ever seen because I've seen Penelope. So we were not <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank all of you. This is what wow. Well, if no one has any objection. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. And then Vordred holds up his hand. Banish. I will, I, will, I will just say what it's like if nobody has any objections, you just see freely just kind of um, just like the little green flame just leaps into the palm of his hand. <laughs> yeah, at that point, Orkira turns around once again, being sentinel for this. And if, if Fordred starts to uh, she's going to make really severe eye contact with him. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Fordred gets immediately banished. Oh, wait. Oh, no. Oh, come back. Pops in. What? <laughs> okay, I'll be good. Sorry. Sorry. No objection. Jeez. Oh. Hey, Voidred, what you doing later? Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're being quiet, right? That sounds made up. <laughs> Working on his abs. <laughs> and now, <laughs> depends on your point of view. Uh, and now... I think we need to hear from the half pints. Uh, pints, pints, sir. We are, we are collecting. Oh, pint, sorry, pint. I wasn't right. clear on yeah, how. Right. I, well, were they? Well, I mean, were, I, the, the, are the, the two parents, half pints are about to become. Are her parents the quarter pints? pints? <laughs> <laughs> Did it start with ounces? <laughs> well, who wants to go first? I mean, historically, I, I would say ladies first, but then I, I feel like I'm supposed to go first because then, because I, 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 you you tell me. I don't know. Hey, Every, want, everyone is staring at you right now. I don't hey, want to wait, embarrass you. Wait, in front wait, of I brought I brought my chance cube. I brought my chance cube. Do you want to roll for it? See, I love it. I love chance cube. Go. Okay. All right. I got. I need it. I, I got a one, but I'm a halfling. <laughs> wait, hang on. Chaos. Chaos. <laughs> no, not wedding. at this wedding. Chaos. Nope. No. Nope. Um, nope. Okay, all right. No, 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 no. Correct. Not chaos. Then I have a nine. <laughs> Perfect. So so you're first freely because Penelope said she wanted evens. Uh -huh. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm I'm blanking out. I'm getting a little strokey here. Okay. Um okay, I'm first. That's cool. Everybody's looking at me and you have to tell Penelope how much I love her. Okay, no problem. Um, okay, so uh, <clears throat> uh so Penelope, um I tried to write something, um, and that's not who I am. Uh, every, every time I wrote something, I'd be like, oh, she's way prettier than that, and I'd erase it. And I'd be like, oh, but she's so much sweeter than that, and I'd erase it. And I'd be like, oh, I, 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 I appreciate her so much more than that, and I'd erase it. So I, I just figured I'd just have to like, just stand here and look you in the eye and, and, and tell you something. Um, so you met me during... Um, 
uh, a dark time when I was I was a little, little little not myself, and you were still so kind to me um, right then. And then you sort of abandoned me in Ravenloft, but that was okay. Contextually, it all makes sense in retrospect. But I, I just I just found myself thinking. I was like, I just I have to find that girl again. Uh, she asked, "Would I be her friend?" And I said, "Yes." So I, I have to be her friend. And I worked a long time. Um, when went all across time and space uh, looking for you. And then, I, and then I finally found you. And it's just for the first time ever in my life, it all made sense. And every time I look at you, things make sense. <laughs> and you change and I change. And I've seen you be big old mammoths and whales and like tiny little teeny tiny mice and everything. But, but I don't know if you know this, your eyes always stay the same. And every time those eyes look at me, I feel this warmth in my heart. And I just knew that there was never anywhere I wanted to be that, that wasn't that wasn't with you. And I, I thought that uh, uh, we weren't going to have that chance. And the, the time that I was with Asmodeus, I only ever had one regret, and that was not telling you that I love you. And so I'm going to tell you every single day uh, from now on for however long we have left. And uh, judging by your parents, that's a long time to uh, just tell you uh, every single day that I love you and uh, just uh, have have some fun. So I guess I, I kind of know the answer, but um, I might as well just ask, just to be clear, uh, Penelope Half Pint, do you want to be my friend forever? Forever and ever. And he holds his hand up and opens that little door with the ring inside. And takes it out. <laughs> Reaches for her hand. Uh, with, with, with this, wait, are you supposed to tell me what I'm supposed to say? Is this there? Do I still just say something here? Yeah, no, not, I think I'm you're really, doing fine. Yeah. No, I'm doing great, doing great, doing great. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, with this ring, I be wed. <laughs> I like this. They talk like me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Penelope. Pint. I don't have to get used to that. Is there anything you would like to say? My name either. (laughs) Well, I guess I first have to say I've been half pint for so long, but now I feel complete. But really, you're not just my friend. You're my best friend. And there's nothing that I'd rather do than travel the plains with you forever. And so I guess what I'm just trying to say is, remember when things get dark, I can be your light. And when you're ready to disembark, I'll be there to fight, and I'm going to mold the earth just to give you a hug. And when there's a storm outside, we'll be snug as a bug. So, won't you be my friend until the very end?
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> and I place the ring on his finger. He definitely makes a point of putting it on his still flesh and blood finger, not the clockwork. <laughs> you may now kiss the tiny halfling. And I'm talking I'm very about freely. Oh, oh, right. That's. There's a tree right here, too. <laughs> Maybe later. Maybe later for the tree. That's a private. It looks like Whittle and Vaudrador are using that tree. Uh, <laughs> Major image, just like I put a, a, a beautiful woven vine screen around them. Whittle, Whittle, it's now, only no one can see us. And maybe some music. Whittle, now? Now? Do we do it now? Oh, now. and right now we can see the artwork. Uh, right now you see like flows oh, through the image oh and gosh. you can see everyone. Oh, that's so amazing. That's so beautiful. Oh my Thank gosh. you, Luke. Oh, oh that was Luke so McKay. Luke McKay. Oh, killing it. I was it. asking everybody. Yeah, apparently it's up on the screen. I didn't it's know. I linked it to no. everybody in the ch- in the uh all of you, but um, yeah. Wait, you linked it where? I haven't seen it. I really haven't. Like, oh, it's, it's, in, it's in uh, um, game. game chat. You'll see. Oh, you lose, I, buddy. I, I, I was, I was in part. I was it's in party like, chat. I was it's in like he's chat. getting married, and he's focused on getting married. <laughs> right. Oh, that is fantastic. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, Luke. Yeah. Thank it's you, so Luke. Beautiful. So incredible. That one's getting saved locally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's getting saved locally. That's like that's love. Yeah. It is. Also, uh, at this point, Orakira just kind of takes initiative because Whittle looks like she's busy and releases the barrels. And what happens? Oh wait, wait, wait! Uh, 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 um, Man, you are fast. Hey. <laughs> Each round is six seconds, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> As the barrels drop, (laughs) each one, each barrel spells out a word. Stop laughing. It's a touching moment. Oh, it's a touching moment. Yeah, there's a lot of touching (laughs) going on. There's six seconds worth of touching. Maybe more. Multiple actions per I mean, Will does move 150 feet per every six seconds. (laughs) Action, bonus action, reaction. So as the barrel drops into the volcano, um, a massive explosion erupts as each barrel drops, spelling one word each. Each word spelling out, and they lived happily ever after. (laughs) In a massive, fiery explosion. And then... The volcano explodes. <laughs> I would Too like to much t- alchemist fire was used, <laughs> and the side of the volcano facing out explodes off into the distance. With this remote control, I think, I think with- Orkira had something. Yeah, what was that, Orkira? I was going to try to stop it, but if it's not coming in our direction, then then uh, go ahead stop. and stop it. I was I was going to say with this remote that Whittle help came. Can I just jump Storm Harold? Like ah, oh, that's incredible. Boom boom. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if it's, if it's gonna if it's gonna go off, like I think Orkira notices, and uh, it's a bit too much sulfur. 
And I would like to uh, quickly pray and divine intervention. Could just like delay that for a couple hours. Uh, and the phoenix should be able to just you know put the volcano on pause. Yeah, you, the entire mount explodes, and you are all surrounded by lava, and it pauses for a moment. <laughs> she breaks to the phoenix, and the lava just kind of hovers. And now there's a nice warm glow around all of Storm Herald. And that's the second gift from the phoenix. <laughs> they also say they love you. Oh, I never really thought the phoenix liked me all that much, so that's good. That's nice. That's a... <laughs> Well, they certainly love you. <laughs> Those two states are not the same. That is true. That is true. Um, well, I, I mean, did 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 we? I just look at Penelope. I'm like, did 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 we do it? Are are are, are we are we are we pints now? Well, did you do? I uh, did you do it? <sighs> I now pronounce you, man and wife. Prestidigitation sparks in the air. Yeah, absolutely. There's gremlins popping out and all kinds of like weird fey creatures run around. And there is a wild magic spark. And unfortunately, some of the chickens suddenly get animated. They are resurrected and start running around that people were going to eat. Uh, some of the cutlery becomes animated as, as this entire place has become suffused with resurre- resurrection magic and the magic of the Feywild at the same time. And make all, well, this was quite I'm, predictable. And make the, a point the second setup give, is in the other room, prepared I'm, for when make was. a point to give Penelope the dramatic dip, just like hold her back, and I'm all like, well, we did it. Yeah. Just Give her a kiss before he, puts, before he picks her back up. I'm like, all right. So what are we doing? We eating? We fighting? We we Rebels. jumping? Are we reveling? We're reveling! Rebel! Rebel! Yeah. Huzzah! We're derbs! That's the point. Uh, Briv is definitely singing some form of karaoke. And, uh, you know, he, he just, he just started, he's just like, uh, I shall make thee smile whenever thou art sad. Carry thee around when mine arthritis is bad. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, I'll miss thee, kiss thee. Give thee then my coat when thou art cold. Need thee, feed thee. I'll even let thou holdst my rod of control. And um, he eventually starts like locking eyes with Nargren. And you can tell deep down they really do like each other, even though it might not seem like it. They do. Oh yeah, Nagrin's giving you the look. It is mm. happening. That, that, then, no, not then, on our grinding tree. I get done. We just got it. We excuse ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's an impenetrable cell down there. You can try that out. There. Oh, uh, let's you know. go. That cell's gonna get you know <laughs> shall be penetrated. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will. I turn and I, I look at Bahamut, and I'm like, I, I don't. I don't know how much longer you've got. And I would say they're not normally like this, but I'm not going to lie to you. They're absolutely like this all the time. <laughs> um, but uh, can I ask just one little favor? Just yeah, son. I have an idea for the honeymoon. I just want to make sure it's okay with you. And I get him to like lean down, and I tell him in his ear where I want it, where I want us to go. Do you tell him? Uh, here, uh, it's a place he'd say yes to. I'll send you. I'll send you a separate. He's slipping into my DMs. He'd say yes. Yeah. 
<clears throat> and you all have revels. The- Alendra Whoa. sings Briv the Bald in karaoke. <laughs> and and, uh, and Nim Nim's just like, oh, that's a, that's a good cover. My rendition <laughs> is not, not nearly as good as Nim Nim's, but I give it a shot anyway because hard. why not? Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, that is where the honeymoon is going to be for sure. Um, <laughs> just want to check, you know, we find out the hard way if the answer's no. <laughs> Jump the ship and I think that's on. I think that can be arranged. Well, I guess I, it's happened. Yeah, yeah. I I gotta tell you, I I've, I've spent so long uh, looking for her, and then like doing like hero stuff, and now we're gonna take like we'll take like a little break. But I mean, I'm sure we're gonna do some some more hero stuff. There's gonna be like some mess somewhere that we can we can set right. I, I, you're not you're and he does hold her hand and he's like you're not mad that i'm not coming to celestia now right i mean i sort of have something to live for now <laughs> yeah no i'd be very judgmental of me to be upset with you for not coming with me and then very much gives the slow look at the traveler when he says that it'd be very judgmental to be upset for not coming <laughs> I am famous for being judgmental. <laughs> and Griff gives a look that puts them all to shame. <laughs> and the fireworks continue too long. It seems like it may be burning the atmosphere. No, that has set off. No, no such thing is too long. Uh, and everyone parties. People drink. They laugh. There are games. Uh, Briv sings way, way, way too much. And you all have a great time. <laughs> Nothing bad happens. No demons show up, no devils. Mm. I mean, one of the gifts from Avon is a bag of devouring, but, you know, he, lots of warning labels on that. <laughs> <laughs> and you have all these friends from all over the plains. These people that you've changed their lives. Whether it was in Avernus or Mount Celestia or Kryn or Faerun or the elemental planes, all these lives you've changed. You see Genasi, you see elves, you see dwarves, and you see some creatures that you don't even know what they are yet. <laughs> but you've been across the universe and you've done your best. You've saved Krakens. You've healed things that were in pain. <laughs> and you even rewound time so that you could have a better outcome for each other. And that's how your night is. You've deserved a very long rest. It's just, it's some point later in the night after we've had a couple of drinks. And with Penelope's permission, uh, I would not only re- drop the reduce on myself, I'd enlarge on us both. So we're both like <laughs> people's <laughs> <laughs> But 
It's very but, upsetting. But I, 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 yeah, yeah. We're like working on the quartz. Like, we're the quartz now. We're going to be the gallon soon. Uh, but with her permission, I would be flipping through the book of exalted deeds. Like, oh, I remember when we did that. I don't even remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, look at you. Like, you look so cool there. Yeah, yeah. Like flipping through the air. Yeah, I mean, and, and oh, I mean, look at me down there. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a, there's a, there's still a lot of blank pages in this book, you know. Yep. You uh, I mean, we can like relax a little bit, but uh, there's still plenty more exalted deeds for us to do. I think. Always. Hmm. Do you uh, are you happy with this? Have you enjoyed it? More than anything. You know what? I this has been really hard because I don't like making things about me, so. I kind of am ready for it to be over so we can go back to thinking about everybody else now. Hey, you've earned one day that's all yours, though. <laughs> Believe me. Okay. okay. Well, You're... you know, that's a good thing, Penelope, because uh, <laughs> we, d- we, Avon and Sophias gifted you in freely. <laughs> An eight-tiered cake. And I'm really glad you're larger now because you're going to need the extra stomach room. Wait, 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 wait. I know Sophia's goes hard on the butter, though. Hold on a second. Wait a second. Wait. I told her, I told her, go easy on the butter. So it's, it's a beautiful eight-tiered raspberry jam cake with buttercream icing. It's not just butter. It's buttercream. Okay, okay, but who's inside it? Yeah, right. Because we just we just saw Avrin not long ago. I know it's no, weird. No Time is weird, it. and no he literally took his skin off. No, he literally, and I know that man will put his skin in that cake. <laughs> I look over one, to Lindra. There's a one percent chance it's not cake, but it's probably not any person, or definitely not. I Avrin. eat skin all the time. What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's nothing wrong with most. Lindra things. looks at it and she goes, uh, "No, no, it's it's not." skin i just yeah. checked oh. and i rolled for it <laughs> uh, those hot dogs you had earlier freely <laughs> i got me uh, he, hey he, he wasn't lower, using it anymore <laughs> he got me to lower my defenses with the, with the nice words in his note which eventually at some point in the evening i do show penelope the, the note that apron sent but um, i'm like wait a minute what is this written on ah <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the, the cake is probably about the same height as Freely and Penelope right now. And at the top of it, you see two tiny figures of Penelope and Freely in their um, wedding regalia. Mm-hmm. It, I'm a mage handed down to, to bring to, to Penelope. I'm like, wait, you want to lick the icing off of it? Yeah. That <laughs> icing is the best part. <laughs> Yep. And I, I, I sort of look at the cake and the blade slides out of my arm like, time to cut the cake. <laughs> so <laughs> so they still believe there's someone in there. Yeah. <laughs> like, if he's in there, he's not going to be happy. <laughs> that's just the that's just the cherry raspberry filling, right? <laughs> it's it's definitely just raspberry jam. <laughs> yeah, it's totally fine. And that's definitely just raspberry jam. Yeah. You know, if you add enough sugar and heat something long enough, everything looks like jam. <laughs> I'm just like, you can't ruin this day for me, no matter what you do. 
<laughs> do it don't, the whole. Don't issue yeah. that challenge. Uh, the challenge. No, you're right. No, I take that back. <laughs> take it back. Whatever. Yeah, I'm supposed to be off powers. duty now because you actually got yeah. married. Like I should be done, but I'll go get my shield again it's if no, I need to. When are we ever off duty? We just do things and stuff goes wrong, and we set it right again. You, you know, you guys. I know this sounds strange. We we got married. We've been we've been gifted the ship, but I mean, we could we could. I mean, we're just gonna take a little break, and then we we could do this all again. Like we don't we don't have to break the band up. First of all. He said, duty. <laughs> I have places that I would like to go. I, I won't speak for anyone else, but I certainly have places to go. So. Back to the grinding tree. We've, right, we've all been to that no, place, Briff. Like we know exactly where times. it is. Where, where would you like to go, Briff? I need to go travel back to Theros. I'm expected there soon. Real quick, Penelope, you do notice that uh, your combined uh, attunement to Storm Herald has caused it to drift a bit as you've been emotional. And the cans are dropping. The cans are actually hitting the ground. And you see like a small ruined castle that no one lives in. And one of the cans that's falling you know, from the chain just explodes the castle for a moment as they kind of replicate that can effect to, that you see behind a car of just like oh. bouncing around and destroying everything in their path and leaving this long dirt trail through this abandoned city. That's probably abandoned. That, that looks empty. That looks empty. Yeah, right? yeah. There's yeah. no one down there. Don't worry about it. I mean, probably lift it up just like a little bit though. You know what I mean? Like, it is, is, isn't, isn't this uh, the, what, ne- the netheries? Isn't stuff like this what got them into that mess? <laughs> like T- Tensor's floating disc <laughs> like yeah. under the things to make sure yeah. they're not crashing into stuff. Uh, I'm in well, no condition to drive though, so <laughs> I, I can't help. Whittle, and... I, I, I can be your chauffeur tonight. Uh, for the next, I don't know, few minutes anyways. <laughs> uh... And so the wedding part of the night is over. And some days go by. And you spend time together. You have laughs. You remember the good times. And some of the bad times. But you remember the friendship the most. And Lord Kara, after some time has passed, what do you do? After some time has passed, Storm Herald ends up floating on the Sword Coast again on this absolutely gorgeous night. And you look up and you see just every star in the cosmos. And it's gorgeous. But Orkira is on this side of Storm Herald looking down at the ruins of Waterdeep. And that's not as pretty. And she turns to all of you and says, all right, I'm going to go down and do this. Hopefully everything goes well. (laughs) I mean, as well as it can, as well as I expect it to. Um, Might take a little bit. I'm going to have to say goodbye. When I'm done, can I ask a favor? It's going to seem weird. I like weird. Okay. Um, I mean, you know, I can go with you. You know, like I can fly. I mean, like, oh no, we'll just like knock it out together. Like how hard can it be to resurrect a city of millions? Come on, we do it all the time. Well, afterwards, um, 
I mean, there's a reason I'm saying goodbye to the Phoenix tonight. But once it's done, you come find me. I, I'll I'll be there. I don't know exactly where, but I'll be there. Of course. Yeah, but I mean, is this like it one seems of those? Like this is very vague. Yeah, I mean, like let, let me just go with you. Like, come on, it's fine. No, let me really? just let me just keep let me keep my. Oh, yeah. I think this is something where Kira needs to do. I'm going to, I'm doing this with the Phoenix, but then afterwards, like I said, come find me. One thing to show you one thing. And then you do what you have to do. Okay. None of this was your fault. You know that, right? None of this. I I know. not the phoenix's fault either it's, it's that that one's fault but we can fix it and so that's what we're gonna go do i mean should should we move the ship because i've seen the way the phoenix does things i think this is gonna be a little different you'll be fine godspeed orkira tell Harold. uh i said hey Oh, if this goes well, hold that thought. She gives you all a hug, sails off the edge, lands amongst just the destruction. And she sits and starts to pray. She's kneeling on the ground and she says, I promised you I would be ready. Or at least try to be. I don't think I can. So I'm going to ask anyway. Are you sure? Because. I know you're ready to go. But I want you to know you're ready to go. I don't want this to be. Like really said. This isn't your fault. I'm ready to go. And I want my passing to bring them back. You have been my friend. All right, old friend. Let's have one more bonfire, okay? Yes. And her carrot reaches into her bag and pulls out her little bag of marshmallows and pops one in her mouth. Puts the bag away. And starts to sing. And even up on Storm Herald, you can hear it. And uh, it's a tune that you all recognize. Whittle, you recognize it. This is what she was humming under her breath when she resurrected Rend. And Alindra and Penelope, you you recognize this is what she was humming when she resurrected Walton. And Freely and Briv recognize it as what she was humming when she resurrected herself 
and uh, she starts to to sing, and it's rough, and it's echoey, and she sings in draconic, but you understand it anyway. Sleep now, my love, stars shine above, warm by fireside. May your wounds heal so you soon will feel sunshine on your hide. Family is near, friends are also here. You are not alone. Rest now in peace, watch we will keep safely in your home. When the sun does rise, open up your eyes. May your pain be gone. If your heart aches when you do wake, salve it with this song. If your heart aches when you do wake, remember you belong. And as she finishes the song, it's like she melts. And there's no explosion like you're used to. There's no ball of fire and giant batch of destruction. It's just this blending as she's gone and the phoenix is there. And this isn't Orkira's transformation. This is her god. And you can tell right away that while it's gargantuan and still awe-inspiring, it's tired. And it starts to circle the destroyed caldera that used to be the city of Waterdeep. And you watch his little feathers flaming in orange and red and purples fall off and scatter on the ground. And everywhere they land, something just appears almost out of a little fire that happens. A street lamp, a building, a tree, a bit of the the road. And you see people. You see elves and humans and tieflings. You see families. You see groups of friends. You see wards appear. You see the the docks grow, ships. The entire castle of Waterdeep just out of feathers and flame. And as it circles and spirals, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And the phoenix gets more and more translucent as more and more of these bits just fall off. And eventually it makes this, they make this last spiral and end towards the center where whatever is remaining, just this faint outline of this yellow, purple, gold bit of fire explodes like fireworks and falls onto the city. And before you is the city of Waterdeep, teeming with people and life and noise. Do you go find her? Was they the moment that happens freely just like steps <laughs> off the ship and wings <laughs> heading down. And I'm over over the chat. I'm Okira, where are you? Okira? 
you don't get an answer, but you have a good feeling. And as you all come down into the city, you hear people talking, laughing, and you kind of overhear as they're all talking with each other, like they realize something has happened. They know that the city got destroyed and that they, yeah, they were all dead for a while, but now they're all back. And so they don't exactly know what happened, but they're, they're aware and eventually you make your way to uh, one of the walking statues of Waterdeep. Something just draws you there. And it's this huge knight standing, shield at the ready in front of them, sword sheathed and uh, flying, climbing. However you do, you go up to the top where you find Orkira kneeling on the knight's head, crying. I come and I put my hand on her shoulder. Hey. Hi. It's kind of, kind of cool, right? It's very cool. Oh, very I am so proud of you. Very pale little kneels next down, kneels down next to you, or Kira. I'm sorry for what you just had to do. I'm not. It was their choice. We knew it was coming. They wanted to do this. It's gonna, it's gonna be a little hard, but I got all of you, so it's gonna be better. And, and, come on, I gotta show you something. And she flies on down to the street level. Come on, come on, come on. Whittle follows close behind. I got, I got some friends I'd like you to meet. And in the cinematic version of this little, this little scene, we watch as the six of them walk down the street and eventually make their way to Troll Skull Alley. And the last thing we see is them entering this giant inn and tavern called the Spirits of Troll Skull, as they smile, arms around each other, and are happy. That was beautiful. And as days go by, what do you do, Elendra? Um, I had been talking during the reception to Nimnim. Um, and one of the things that's always been important to um, to Ogma and disciples of Ogma is ensuring that the stories and the histories are told. Um, and over time, I realized that the way to do that, uh, after talking with Orkira and a number of other friends, is to start a school. So we all go to the Mithalar because there seems to be no better place to, to put a school than on history itself. Um, and so I reach out to the bards we've met along the way, um, Nim Nim. Um, I reach out to Rhyme Spiro, which is the, the 
the disciples of Ogma, where I trained. Um, freely, I ask you for contacts if you have any. Um, and once we've restored the Mithila, um, I establish a center of study, a home for one, those who need one, and a community that welcomes any who wish to preserve the stories of the world and those who were lost. The first book that is added to the collection is Okira's Book of the Phoenix, which we sit down and we write together. The second is A Child's Guide to the History of Faerun. And the third through tenth are Tusk Club, volumes <laughs> one through wow. seven. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I still have six. Hold on. Mm. Oh, uh, yes, we need that. Thank you. Yeah, they put that on the shelf. Seven, seven was really something. <laughs> it really was. They went, yeah. they went there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see where Briv got some of his ideas. Honestly, I mean, we can teach an entire course based around task love. And in fact, I think we do. I think there are bards that specialize in that sort of storytelling. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. We, that's, and that's we, a very hands-on storytelling approach. Yeah, <laughs> It can be, certainly. Um, we travel the realms and the plains collecting and sharing stories. Um, and we name the school the Ouroboros Academy. And we continue to adventure and to learn. Um, the Academy teaches and learns from the greatest bards while training any student who wishes to learn and share knowledge. For thousands and thousands of years, the Ouroboros bards perform the songs of heroes, of history, and, and of the unheard people of the past, present, and future. Grant grows into a powerful blue dragon who builds his lair in the depths of the middle arc, constantly building on the designs that Whittle had made. His ingenuity leads to, among other things, the development of the lightning rail in Eberron. But ultimately, he is best known for the autonomous, incredibly lifelike puppet shows that he builds to recount his adventures with the heroes in his youth. His favorite show to put on involves repeatedly destroying replica Jester Joes, much to Briv's chagrin. In time, Melindra finds partnership and family and love as strong as that which her parents shared. Though she never has children of her own by birth, she raises generations of students at the Ouroboros Academy. Griff always assists in exams, judging the students with a furrowed brow, but a fair mind. She never stops sending Orkira letters full of songs, and she reads Orkira's responses in her favorite armchair, cozy by a fire that smells faintly of marshmallows and whose warmth always reminds her of her friend. Thousands of years pass. And now at the time she had always known would come. Alindra, her hair much whiter, her emerald eyes no less bright, but now peering from behind spectacles, walks slowly to the gates of Mount Celestia. She leans on a cane carved with a half dozen names and a single word in runes written in the language of time. Runes with a double meaning. Most people understand that they mean heroes. But to those who learn the language of time know that in equal measure, the same word translates to heart guard eternal, more commonly known as friends. And there as she passes through the gates to join the figures who wait for her, she realizes with joy that this, all of this was and is far beyond anything she could have foreseen. The next adventurer is a mystery, but she is with her friends. What could be more wonderful? Beautifully said. All right, I'm grabbing the towel. That's it. <laughs> and I expect something just as moving, Briv. 
<laughs> of course. In its own way, yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, there may be a lot. It's got to move. <laughs> I, expect, um, I expect whatever Briv wants. So uh, Briv will eventually uh, talk the group into uh, accompanying him to Theros. And, uh, you know, at first it is he needs to be dropped off at Theros. Um, everyone else is probably even at this time uh, tired of Hibdiv and Liv. Um, and, uh, so because the family is still with him and so, uh, you know, eventually, uh, everyone relents and, uh, you know, jump storm Herald, uh, to Theros. Um, I don't want to decide for anybody, but if anybody wants to, um, you know, come down to the surface briefly, Briv definitely extends that invitation, but he tells you on the way, um, he, uh, he starts talking about the last time that we worked in Theros, if thou dost remember, People started worshiping me. Now, as much as I looked for that my entire life, at least as far back as I can remember, I have to admit it was a strange feeling. And it was a feeling of responsibility that I had not ever felt before. And I think that something about that moment changed me. I mean, probably the moments too before that where I jumped off Storm Herald into a literal ocean of demons and destroyed 50 of them at once. I mean, this was living up to my name of Briv the Badass or what have thee. But ultimately, it made me think about my legacy. And the thing that I knew was that of my past, I do not remember much. I have lost the ability to follow the thread of what has happened with mine ancestors, uh, what happened to give me this magical metal inside my bones. And so there are learned people there in Theros, and I implored them to start, since they had so much dedication to me, I implored them to start searching for information about the Steel Marrow Clan and to find threads out there that one could pull to see if there are any other members uh, that are descendants of those ancient steel marrows. And I have discovered that they have found a couple dozen individuals who apparently have some kind of connection to that ancient Netherese magic. And so... They have gathered them all in Theros, and they await my coming, and I am to join them in the amphitheater and address them. And it would be my honor if thou couldst come, but uh, I completely understand if thou art busy. Just right when he gets done talking, I hit him with enlarge, so Briff's like eight foot. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't even notice the difference. He doesn't even notice. This is how he thinks of himself anyway. (laughs) There's still this giant statue of Briff again. Uh, Not, you know, the loincloth isn't there. So you can look up the skirt as you pass through his legs to get into. Or we could not. This, we could not. We this is city also of very much not. Right. You have um, to. I need Alindra a is check to fixing, resist. <laughs> fixing her hair as we enter Theros and kind of Just looking around anxiously. Just in case there are visitors there. Um, and so, uh, so Briv is going to, uh, you know, make it down. Um, and ultimately he says, hello. 
Hello, thou. I have forgotten thy name, but I know that I put thee on the task of finding out all of this and organizing it and getting summoning them all to this place. And so I thank thee for that. I shall learn thy name over time. This is mine family. I uh, would like to introduce more. And he basically like shoves um, the, the family off, um, you know, uh, the, the kids in particular on these sages <laughs> and they start just playing, playing with things everywhere that they shouldn't be touching. And, um, and then Briv does look over to uh, Nargren and, and just simply says, I know that we are not always together in the f- same physical space, but I shall tell thee that I have always felt like thou wert there with me and I appreciate thine support. I never could have made it to this day without thee. And um, Nargren kind of just nods and then says, all right, it's time. And uh, <laughs> and smacks him on the bottom. Uh, and, and Briv walks into the, uh, the amphitheater. And, and as walking into the amphitheater, you see that there are uh, sages in uh, tunics and robes um, kind of, you know, filling this place. It's really, really crowded in here, but it is o- open air. Uh, the sky at this point is is pretty clear. And uh, you notice the acoustics are really well, uh, really well done, for, especially for an open area like this. And um, and as Briv is walking through the crowd to get up to the front of the space, um, you notice that there are a couple dozen, you know, tw- 20 or, or more uh, half orcs, orcs um, of all shapes, sizes, um, identifications, uh, just kind of uh, talking amongst each other. Some of them look pretty gruff, like they would rather be anywhere other than here. Others are, uh, you know, completely, uh, you know, digging this and they're eating the grapes off of uh, the the various plates they're lying around. Uh, They're really loving this. And Briv just kind of edges his way uh, up to the stage where there is a lectern and then, uh, you know, comes up there and he remembers some of the bardic performances and everything of the past. And then he just raises his hands and, and tries to see if that's going to quiet people. And it eventually does. And then he, uh, he addresses and he, he simply says, friends, family, and former foes in some regards. I have summoned thee to this place to deliver a message I have long desired to speak. Each of thee has come from the far corners of the world, this one and many others across the multiverse. Many of us have never known where we came from, and we have fought hard to find family. These past many years, I can surely say that I have found mine own. And he just fixes a gaze on every one of the heroes of the plains that is there in the uh, auditorium. And he says, and there now burns the passion in my chest to help others find that in turn. No more. Shall we wonder about our past? No more. Shall we wander from realm to realm seeking home? We shall claim it here 
Now, we shall no longer be defined by a legacy of servitude to long-dead masters. We shall commit ourselves to right wrongs throughout all worlds where others never suffer what our people did long past. We shall reclaim our honor, take hold of a new purpose. We shall choose our family. We shall restore Clan Steel Marrow. And he uh, kind of magically alters his voice at the end. Steel Marrow echoes out into the heavens. You see uh, even some of the skeptical <laughs> orcs and half-orcs in, uh, in the crowd um, get, give a heave and celebration. And, um, and, and, and Briv sets out to restore Clan Steel Marrow and, uh, and make its home there in Theros. Huzzah! Huzzah! Huzzah? Huzzah. There's I think we're huzzahing now. Roar, oh, yeah. Roaring applause from the crowd all around. Penelope and Freely, do you want to go individually or together? Together. Together. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, when the time comes uh, for us to, to go off on our own, he says, um, you know, I, I, I never really knew where I came from. Yeah, I also never really knew where I was going. <laughs> I just... Uh, and knew right and wrong, and I tried to do right. And, and now I, I met Dad, and my cousin Bahamut, all, all this makes sense, and you know, the hands erupt in green flames. <laughs> and so I guess I have a past, and um, now you're my future. So I think I have a cool place for us to hang out, at least for a little while. Yeah, where is that? And very, very carefully in the control room, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> looks at the handbrake and is like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, now that is off. Now you're looking at that. It, it, it is off, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think okay. so. And hits the switch and jumps us to a wonderful, warm, sunny place that is trees and woods. Uh, as far as the eye can see in all directions. It is teeming with life and nature, almost radiantly so, um, which is the Olympian glades of Arborea. It is basically the, the plain of forest in heaven, in Mount Celestia. So it is a super forest. <laughs> Penelope could not be happier. She has no words at all. And I think from that, they stay there for a while, almost calling it home. But they do go back to traveling the plains and helping people where they need it. Small, small tasks, large tasks. We do it all. We do it together. And at some point, we uh, we have... Two little ones, Walton and Daisy. Aww. Aww. 
and they grew up to be adventurers as well. With many visits to Uncle Brick. Yes. <laughs> it's and and, and, and Antor Hero. Oh, yeah. Their their dad tells them so many stories they don't believe. And then I have to go get the book of exalted deeds. I'm like, no, you look right there. No, he jumped in the ocean of demons. I would not lie to you, child. It happened. We were there. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can put us in a zone of truth. <laughs> Aren't you Akira? <laughs> and and Orkira's over with the kids who have been ignoring the book because she's been feeding them marshmallows the whole time. <laughs> it's a, it's all right, an extra all right. book. I understand my children. <laughs> one, one more, one more. I will just say, um, at some point uh, in, in our adventures, wherever we ultimately uh, hang our hat, I do uh, regularly go back to Averin's place in Sickle to make sure that it's still running right but from here we can get anywhere penelope like we don't have to take the whole ship we can, there's just doors to places like see that door over there i don't know where that goes it goes to crayon or a, a spell jamming or something i don't know i mean ending up out on the on the on the spell jammers that that's been a little mixed that they got a little hairy with the mind flayers last time in Okay, every time, but it, it's still, I mean, but it's nice. To, it's good to have options, right? Yeah. Have options. Yeah, and maybe not this time. What? But that big tank of his worked for the gelatinous cube, so there you go. We can still come and feed it. Yeah. Yeah, we got to get that vampire out of there, though. That guy, I don't know what that guy did, but I mean, I think he suffered enough by now. Um, Victor knows what he did. Speaking exclusively as the undisputed Baron of the Vale, I understand that on occasion, you know, not everyone understands, you know, your your brilliance and greatness. Um, but uh, I think um, in in one of those uh, quiet moments somewhere, if it's in Storm Herald or Sigil or anywhere, as as long as he's with his wife, is he. Freely would just look at Penelope and say, um, I never could have imagined any of this, but uh, I'm so glad that I found you and that this all came true. Me too. Perfect. As the days go by, Willow gets paler less life and mists continue to grow on storm herald the longer she waits and you can see it in her face and willow you can sense it as well you made a deal to bring freely back to bring his soul back and now it's time to go back to ravenloft She knows that she's procrastinating. So she stands up and um, quickly runs over to everyone's rooms and uh, leaves a little necklace with a small vial of her blood on their nightstands as a little trinket to remember her by. Might be a little disturbing, but that's how she so shows her love. Um, and she comes back to the helm of... Storm Herald, and you see her upgrading the runes on the ship. Um, there are six runes. The first one for Freely, the rune of luck. God dang it. 
Uh, Penelope, the root of friendship. Yeah, or Kira, <laughs> rune of fire. <laughs> Alindra, the rune of intelligence. Briv, the rune of bravery, of course. And um, for myself, uh, the rune of blood. You know, I came here to get Ren back, and once I did, y'all gave me another reason to stick around. But I'm afraid it's time for me to go. A deal is a deal, and she winks it freely. Thanks, Weddle. You know, I'm going to find a way to come back, right? I just say the word. We'll do whatever it takes. You just say the word. Yeah, what's the use in being demigods if we can't break people in and out of places they're not supposed to be, right? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. I mean, we've, we've seen Strahd do it. Well, I mean, you just have that clone cooking. Oh, it's cooked. Oh, come <laughs> to think of it, Minsk is still holding on to my clone. That ah, might be Minsk. interesting. Yeah, and so and that guy. Is, mm. Hopefully, he, he doesn't listen to Lilacor though. Around it, you know, Lilacor is just gonna be like, ah, cut off his Ooh. head, cut off his head. Ooh, yeah, right. good point. Might be dead already. Yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, we'll we'll go look for Minsk. We'll 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 get. But, yeah, can, but is can she, she bigel? If you're whittle, is she bigel? I don't know. How does that work? I don't. Uh, oh. I mean, if you if you leave her in the in the vault too long, do, do, do they just keep growing? It's like a, a nose. No, no, no. They they they, they mm. reach the the cooking point. Years. They, they stop. It's it's fine. But okay, uh, well. he, he's taking very good care of Boo. I'm sure he will take very good care of your clone. Although, and I look at Penelope, and I'm like, we've absolutely got to go find Minsk and get that clone back. Who? Why are you crying? There's the tears. <laughs> I knew it, you big old softy. And I very I'm much so make a point confused. to hit him with the ceramic, with the clockwork hand. I knew you cared. Yeah. <laughs> well, well oh. is, is Rend going with you? I'm going to the dark place. <laughs> hey, Rend. Yes? Pull off anyone's head that tries to hurt her, okay? Okay, he's going to take that literally now. So <laughs> thank you yeah, for no, that. Yeah, we, we, no, we meant it <laughs> literally. <laughs> no, like actually do that. Yes. Yeah. This time for real. All right. The, the reincarnation is going to happen pretty quick around, around Barovia with me being there. Um, as Whittle begins to get paler and paler, a mist comes to greet her, opening a shadowy doorway to the Shadowfell full of creatures and beings on an endless loop of something that is less than suffering, but far worse than death. For many years, she will have tried and failed and tried again to improve the lives of those who are stuck, no matter the crime, no matter the remorse. She'll find a way to lead them to their final resting place. 300 years of this, nearly withered, nearly torn, she dreams a forgotten dream of a time when Strahd cleverly escaped this place and retraces the series of events that led to his death. Ah, yes. What a victorious memory to have. If I can hold on to this memory, surely I can find some sort of solace in it. After all, I've helped absolutely no one. Um, perhaps it's time to consider my efforts futile. 
How did that oversized mosquito use my rend as a conduit anyways? It's been so long, I couldn't possibly recall. As she checks her bag of holding for nostalgic keepsakes, she finds the other half of Ren's heart. What's this? And she holds a large halved crystal. And what was the crystal again, Todd? It's a bloodstone. A bloodstone crystal up to the moonlight as Ren aligns the other side of his heart with it. Ren! Why didn't you say something, you beautiful bastard? As Little jumps up to give him a spirited kiss on the cheek and crawls inside his chest cavity. And that is where Whittle's story ends for now. As Lord of Barovia. As Lord of Barovia. And so Whittle leaves. And she spends hundreds of years there. And you all go your separate ways. You still see each other sometimes. Check in with the kids. Maybe a game of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Rev eventually lets other people run a game here or there. <laughs> and you know, we grow older, we grow wiser, happier. It takes a while to get used to not going on an adventure every single hour. <laughs> I mean, since some, some of us still do that in point of fact, I just, this is just like full baby Bjorn, just like just put hook him up right here and we just go. Yeah. And then <laughs> paintings are done of the heroes of the plains. There are songs that are sung. You hear them and sometimes they are exaggerated a little bit, but you don't mind so much. Or you're like, that's not quite how it happened. But people remember you across the multiverse, all of you, for the difference you all made. There's some even some tawdry books written about Briv. That really part is all graphic. Tusk volumes 17. Love is a beautiful thing. The graphic it's, novel is so much more upsetting than the, than the written word. Yeah, Briv, you got to tell me who your, uh, your ghostwriter is because this is amazing. The ghostwriter is me. <laughs> You were holding out, buddy. Yeah, honestly. And these cities, they get rebuilt, and you see families that would not exist without all of you. And that has to affect you. There are places that would not exist without all of you being together. Waterdeep would not exist. You went up against the greatest evil, and you stuck together. And people will always remember you. And all those people always hope that you will remember those times as well. And so at the end of all of this, the city where you all started from gets rebuilt. All these lives you saved, all these people you resurrected, and all these people you inspired. You know, it's the end. And somewhere there is a tree in a place where gods go to die and the lich is dancing slowly to the sound of, of their favorite song on a wax cylinder with a dryad named Sophias. As thousands of years go by, no one forgets you. 
You're legends. You're famous. You are what people talk about to remind themselves that hope exists. And very far away, in the corner of the multiverse somewhere, in a jail cell on another world, where a lot strange adventures are right now. A, a prison that's very similar to the one you all started out to in together. Strange characters, never met before, all in jail. And maybe some of those people are you watching at home. And in a dark corner, there's a voice and a coin drops onto the floor. Let's try this one more time. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I have uh, absolutely nothing to add to that, except thank you all so very much for all of you who took this journey with us from, help me see if I can even get it in the right order, from Heroes of the Veil <laughs> to Beyond Heroes to Silver and Steel, uh, Fire and Forge. Fire and Forge is before Silver and Steel. Oh my God, Fire and yep. Forge. <laughs> Fire and Forge. <laughs> Yeah, Beyond Heroes. Five. Heroes of the Plains. Heroes of the Plains, yes. Heroes of the Plains, yes. Put a little bit of D4 thrown in there. Yeah, well, but quite a bit of D4 in there. And how dare they post that, like, gorgeous tribute to all of us earlier today. (laughs) They're still trying to get me back for what I did to them when I ran an episode of their show. But uh, thank you all. Uh, Thank you all for playing. Thank you all for watching. Um, Again, we will be back in two weeks on the 21st uh, to kind of look back over this um, improbably grand adventure that I don't think any of us thought was going to become what it was. So if you guys got questions for us, come on back. We'll talk about it, even if you just want to uh, hang out. But um, We we, we are going to ask for some questions uh, in the next couple of weeks through social media, too. So if you want to stage any of that, uh, by all means, uh, keep an eye out on the Demi Plane social media accounts. Uh, follow us there and and check that out. And then one other thing I was going to say, just you know, where where everybody uh, is aware ahead of time, uh, we will be talking about on the twenty first. Uh, we won't have all the details uh, planned yet, but this isn't the end for uh, you know uh, a game coming together on Demi Plane by any means. So uh, we will talk at least a little bit about uh, you know what what is next when we come back together on the twenty first as well. And uh, I, I just want to say thank you to everyone today. This this entire episode weighed heavily on all of them and their great performances and their creative ideas. And I am a very lucky dungeon master to have had all these people make me look so good all the time. Um, it's thank a very you for easy job. Orchestra. Yeah, <laughs> circus sometimes, orchestra other times, but it was all great no matter what. And I would like to thank Tyler Walpole for making a special gift for my wife, Megan, and uh, uh, creating the Ravenloft Whittle painting that you all saw during her speech. I I know her obsession with Strahd and that her beef was strong. <laughs> so I, I missed felt- it. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't see anything. I don't have the stream. Yeah. There's a yeah. whittling castle Ravenloft with two squiddling stone statue gargoyles. It makes me so excited! 
just, oh my gosh! Well, now, wow. now I have to look. Hold on, I don't. It's uh, on screen uh, right now. Thank you so much. It's amazing. It I love this artwork so much. I oh, it's beautiful. And yeah. Ren's in the background form. on the on the wall. <laughs> I see Ren's and then the two gnome squidlings instead of the gargoyles right next to her. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just like the record to show the only thing missing is the Eldritch Blast hurtling out of the mist towards the squidlings <laughs> there, yep. across the multiverse. Yep. Exactly. Coming. That, that could be that lightning bolt that's up. That's now. true. That yeah. is true. Just, yeah. It's long range. A long range shot. It was long range. You know. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, everyone, for watching, and thank you for all my players for putting up with me and. We don't put up with you. you. We're happy to be here. Yep. Because you're awesome. uh, We'll uh, we'll see y'all in two weeks. Thank you so much. Oh, I'd be remiss if I didn't say sign up for your own Demiplane accounts. You You can do this too. Big things going on on Demiplane. So, yeah. Yeah, you can go through this emotional trauma too. too. So check (laughs) update next Tuesday. Another huge announcement. So check that out. There it is. There you go. So in the meantime, we'll see you soon. Thank you all. Bye bye. Love you.